Interested in hearing from great minds in science, engineering, and technology on how they take the proven and imagine the possible? Today's greatest solutions are created by pioneers who look at problems as challenges and find new ways to apply technology. In Mindset, a new podcast by Lidos, we'll explore the stories behind some of the world's most important work. Listen at lidos.com slash mindset. Are you ready? Let's make some noise, come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Broad Street Line, a very special edition of the Broad Street Line, a quarantine, a quarantine and chill version of the Broad Street Line. I'm Roy Burton. Um, alongside me on the on on the computer, my tag team partner, the man who will wrestle in empty arenas with me from now to the end of time, one Chris, Chris Domingo. Chris Domingo, how are you doing this air quote, really air quote, Saturday morning, sir? Roy, could you imagine 10 years ago? When we were using Ethernet cables and like and like and and like and like Nokia uh, cell phones, that we would advance to videotape, uh, like video recording during a pandemic. This is 2020, man. We've stepped up our game, man. You know, we. We've, we... Oh, 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 by the way, if 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 the world didn't teach you that if you have the ability to work from home, you can work from home. This has not proved anything. Like people yeah. can actually. I've actually been happily surprised how how I've kept myself on a routine and been very productive like at home doing 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 job stuff I'm really surprised at the productivity of myself and others during this like I thought like the first week I thought everybody's gonna be like man this is crazy like I ain't gonna do nothing people have been working man no but I think people like take that initiative because they want to show this to boss a According to some people, seven weeks from now, when we like go back into our respected offices, be like, "Hey, boss man, I can work from home. Give me a day to work from home." No, I, I appreciate everybody, you know, being proactive and 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 doing that because, again, like you said, like a lot of us can do our jobs from home and don't need to be in the office five days a week, you know, for uh, eight hours, nine hours, ten hours a day, and this proves that. Again, okay? we can have days where you know. I can need to be at home because I'm getting a washer delivered. Like we can do that now, man. You know, and not, and not have to like send that PTO email. Be like, oh, I'll be three hours late because I have to. Like, I, I no, it, it's just because I. Hopefully, one of the few positives, or probably the only positive that comes out of this, is people like the world will have a shift in terms of remote working. Right, right, and that and that's a good thing. Like you said, there hasn't been many positives, but hopefully. You guys have been able to find the positives out there and been able to stay sane and stay healthy uh, during uh, this coronavirus uh, epidemic. Um, you know, we're a sports show, and we, we know that the impact that it's had on the sports world has been huge, and we'll talk about that on this edition of the show. Um, but sports has gone on. Sports has continued on in the wake of the uh, the coronavirus situation. Oh, 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 oh Roy, yes. but remember when the NFL was was not being sympathetic towards – could you imagine your life if you didn't have free agency last week? What if, like what would your idle time have been if it weren't for Tom Brady signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? That was that's the thing. People, I don't know whether they didn't want to understand it or just you know. No, didn't. no, I, I know people are especially like 
some of the left side just have this disposition to hate the NFL for God knows whatever reason. They're mm -hmm. not they're not pro labor, they're MAGA or some other concoction that that, that I'm not aware of. Like the NFL saved a lot of people Saturday last week. And you know what? Kudos to them. And there was no reason for the NFL to stop, and the NFL didn't stop. And we saw a lot of a lot of news, not just with the Eagles, but with the NFL in general. We're going to talk about that, of course, on, on the show as well. And we got to talk about our team, our town, our Philadelphia 76ers as well, because the Sixers couldn't help but keep themselves in the in the news, even though there was no basketball. Um, you know, so you, you know, it's, it's kind of weird because you know, 15 days ago, literally 15 days ago. There was actual NBA basketball being played, you know, by the Philadelphia. It feels like 100. It feels like 150 days. It feels like 150 days. It feels like a long, long time. Hopefully, we'll be able to help get you through this. However long this uh, continues on, uh, again, a, a lot of people are at home, not working right now. So hopefully, you know, we are a little bit of a, a little bit of a bright ray of sunshine, if you will, on on uh, and everything that's going on right now. Thanks again for joining us as always here on 106.5 FM, WPPM LP, Philadelphia. You can also get all of our podcast episodes, or all of our radio show episodes, wherever you get your podcasts. Just do a search for the Broad Street Line. Download us to your iPod, your iPad, your MP3-enabled device. If you were going to go outside, if you go to the parking, but other, other than that, you can listen to us in the comfort of your own home as well. Just turn up your Alexa-enabled device and say, Alexa, play the latest edition of the Broad Street Line on Spotify listen to our latest episode of the show or download our other shows as well. You can also follow us on the Twitter machine. Chris is at SKD215. I am at the BS line. By the way, what are we talking about this weekend? How, Not a lot. By the way, this shows you how flipping bored I've been. I've actually started putting music to my Instagram stories. <laughs> I saw you do that. You got to teach me how to do that. That's you, you were... Because because I just took a picture of us doing this, and I'm thinking, what song is uh, like the show? Uh, like the show must go on. I think I'm going to put that Lupe Fiasco <laughs> song. I like that. I like that. Not... <laughs> I saw, I saw I saw that you had like walked past a bar yes. and then you had, you, had, you had put like you know like closing time or something. Oh I no, know. I put I'll be missing you, my puppy. Oh, okay, all right, yeah, because you know because those are the important things, you know, no, in times no. of shutdown. I think that's what people, man. Can you imagine the turn up when this is like relatively finished? Fam, listen, because like, I I think I think they're gonna kind of like look for like a holiday. Think where there's all kind of I don't know whether it's Memorial Day or Fourth of July or whatever, but the day that the turn up happens, oh, I might need to go. I might need to go out. I oh, might man. need to go out. Oh, I might need to go out. No shower happy hour. Like, well, like I don't know. Six feet at no shower yeah. happy hour is going to be off the chain. It's going to be insane. But since since you're at home, since you're quarantining and chilling, what are you what are you tweeting about this weekend? Um. Well, I've tried. I've been trying to like stay off because, like, it like because I'm generally like because I see people tweeting all the time when I'm at work and I'm like, how? Like, mm -hmm. like, but here it's like, I, I mean, I live alone and it's like I don't like having like music in the background because it's a little distracting. So I'll yeah. like scroll through like my like timeline and then forty seconds later. Like, I'll regret going on my timeline. So, you know what? I'm going to try to do one of these things. I, I'm trying to figure out, am I going to rewatch The Sopranos or am I going to just live or live tweet old Raw episodes? I like that. I, I like I like that. Yeah. And I was I think I think Sunday I might live tweet that ESPN, the WrestleMania replay. 
I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. I'm Saturday. Though. I gotta figure. I gotta figure this well, out. But, though. but it's weird. It's like it feels like the days are going slow, but for some reason, like the work week is going fast. Like I had no idea it was Thursday. Yeah, that's because the thing. Yeah. You're losing track of time, and that's a like that's a real thing because you like get through a process. You're like, wake up, commute to work, work, commute home. There's nothing. There, there's none of that. There's no. wake up, go to your office, or in my sense, my kitchen table, work, <laughs> and that's it. Like it, it's that like that separation is what's like weird. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, there's a lack of separation. It's like you're, it's like it's kind of like you're always at work. Like the table that I use, yeah. to, like where, where my laptop is, it's just in my bedroom. I just, <laughs> I just fold it and unfold it. It's just the same table, and I stare at it every day. So it's like I'm not not at work ever. You know, it's it's weird, man. But we'll get through this. We'll get through this. We, we always, we By always, the way, we will get through this. This is not a a a permanent or even relatively like. Is it going to take some time? Yes, but. Mm-hmm. But shout out to my to one of my new favorite, and I always liked him. But shout out to Steph Curry for getting one of the one of the one of the people that you'll remember for the rest of your life after this after this pandemic is Dr. Anthony Fauci, who like like which has to be one of the weirdest combinations ever. Steph Curry, a basketball player, shooting the breeze on Instagram video with the doctor of of diseases. Yeah, like infectious diseases. Yeah. Like, yeah. If if you told me like a month ago that this would be, <laughs> this would be happening, I'm like, come on, fam. Like, what are you talking about? No, like, so did Steph Curry knew this man existed three weeks ago? No, absolutely not. Absolutely no, not. We did it. <laughs> no. <laughs> and and here's the thing, because because we're gonna start off with what would have been, because today, right? Today, as we're taping this, and I'll do this as we're taping this, a couple days before uh, our broadcast on Saturday, March 26th. Today, Phillies would have had their opening day. It would have been day one of the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament. You would have had the NHL and NBA season starting to wrap up. Sixers would NFL- probably be on like a five-game losing streak. It, it maybe <laughs> Sixers Twitter would be complaining about Al Horford for the eighth million time. Well, that's that's true. You you have your your NFL workout, your pro days still going on, and we would have been we would have been two weeks away from the Masters. None of that is even close to happening. Yeah, none of it. None no, of it. no, because it seems like now. When, when you saw the when I think when when people saw the Olympics get get postponed postponed from a year like it wasn't like mm-hmm. three weeks or six weeks it right. was 365 days where I think like no like it got more real because I think it got real to everyone when the NBA just basically suspended the season and I, I and it's weird I think like the NBA was kind of the the like like stage one of this whole isolation which is weird to say a sport started something but the nba started this yeah no literally like i said like literally 15 days ago is when rudy gobert tested positive uh for the coronavirus and then the nba suspended its season four minutes later literally after that news came out and that's really what kind of got the ball rolling because you know that week was probably the last week that most people who work in offices you know went to their office to go to work I mean, that was the last week. Uh, a lot of people had a quote unquote regular week, you know, at, at work. And that's, you know, all because of a sport, all because of the NCAA, uh, NBA 
being proactive uh, when it comes to that. But like you said, you know, the, when you saw the Olympics get postponed until next year this week, when that news came out this week, again, that's another sign that, you know, this is probably, well, this is definitely more serious than a lot of people initially thought, because again, this is the Olympics. I mean, this is something they've been building towards, you know, Tokyo got the Olympic games, this Olympic game seven years ago. Yeah. So they've been building towards this, you know, there's going to be a bill, you know, billions of dollars of economic impact in, you know, postponing these games. But, Again, you can't have, you know, athletes who are staying in their homes for a month or two months or whatever it is or are on quarantine and who can't go out and practice yeah. their thing. You can't have them just turn around to show up in, in July and August and say, hey, man, just, you know, be a world-class athlete for two Yeah, days. no, so. I think I think it's a combination. I think most of it is that. And I think the the concept of, of different cultures – gathering in one section is probably a little scary to to think right now. I I mean, I mean, it's not like some sort of phobia. I mean, it's real. Like, I mean, like that's why people, that's why when the CDC says stay where you are, don't like, I don't know, like don't go to Florida or like Mm -hmm. don't go somewhere. Like just stay in your house. Yeah, no, because I think it's like 160, 170 countries, you know, have someone or have cases of, of coronavirus. You're going to take people from all those countries and just put them together. Yeah, you know? no, that, <laughs> that's, a, that's a scary thought. Like, I, I mean, like, and, and what I think it's just, I, I think people just need to, like, realize, and, and everyone, and, and this is not the, like, this, I I believe this will be a gradual, like, process to to normalize the world, especially in America. It's like, like I think Dr. Fauci said, it's like, you just can't open the gates and say, yo, everybody turn up. Right, but, right. But I think it, and I think it's read the data and see what happens. That's why I think sports is, is weird because sports is happening all over. You just can't say, Oh, 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 it, it looks good in Michigan. So right. let's play Pistons games. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like if, yeah, if Michigan or, I don't know, uh, you know, Texas or whatever. It doesn't yeah, yeah. have as many cases as, let's say, New York or Washington or whatever. You can't just, yeah, like you said, you can't just say, oh, well, let's just have, you know, Pistons Spurs tomorrow, and then we'll just kind of wait on everybody else. And no, it's just like, like you said, you just can't just, like, you have to have some kind of measured response. Yes. And again, like, it's probably, no, it's going to take more than a couple of weeks. Yes. Know, like, but, it, but is it going to take six months? No. No, it's not going to take six months. If, every, if, if people stop going to spring break, then, you know, then this will, this will, you know, we'll no, it, this. it's like that. It's like that. It's like that, um, that, um, that, that graphic that it, that has like a bunch of like matches. Like, right. like, like we're not. And if a couple matches fall off, it stops. And mm-hmm. I don't know about you. There ain't nobody in the streets. <laughs> no, no, there's like there's nobody in the streets. Um, there there were people in the streets the other day. I just posted something on Twitter. I went to the park on Sunday and there were people like playing full court basketball games. And I'm like, fam, like what are you doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> like like every like everywhere you turn, people talk about social distancing. And you guys are like throwing the like throwing the ball in the post, like you know, like fighting for rebounds. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You, you don't know these people. Like, what are no, you doing? I, no. it, it, and it's just it it really is just I thought people liked being home. Like it's it, it, it's like it's just a minor inconvenience for the greater good. And it's like just stop thinking about yourself for once. Yeah, you gotta you yeah, stop being yeah, stop being selfish. Cause again, if you know, even if you you know you think you can you can get past this or whatever like that, and you you know, you're gonna get sick or whatever like that. You're gonna come in contact with somebody who whose immune system isn't like yours yes. or an older person or whatever. Like it's not about you, it's about people you deal with you know people you doubt hug you know it's like fam it's like 
Come on, let's be smart about this. All right. I don't know. Oh, no. I don't like, want to be Anthony Fauci today. Yeah, no, that was my soapbox. <laughs> like, it, it's just people just need to, like, I don't know, just be reasonable. That's all. Like, in times like this, the be, reasonable yeah. people will be a lot mentally sane than, than the just the, the takers. Yeah. And, and again, we'll deal with whatever, you know, social or, you know, anti-social inconveniences that, that this, this brings up. Um, like I said, today is different than we thought it would be three weeks ago. And sports programming has been different, uh, you know, these last two weeks. Um, you know, NBC Sports Philly last night did uh, a 2K simulation. <laughs> Sixers, Sixers Timberwolves. Uh, NBC Sports Washington did it a couple nights ago. Um, Kyle, my boy Kyle Newbeck from Philly Voice, he's doing live rewatches of the 2001 NBA Finals. Because, again, there's no there's no sport. There's no game recaps to write. You know, no. there's no... There's no playoff look-aheads to look forward to. There's no free agency to talk about. So, you know, so these recaps of those of old games. Uh, you know, NBC Sports Philadelphia's showing a bunch of classic Phillies games this weekend. The, the Roy Holiday no-hitter, I think, is tonight. Um, I think they're showing the perfect game on Sunday. Um, there's virtual NASCAR races the other day. Um, no, I think this this shows the 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 resourcefulness and creativity because I, I think it goes back to the point. All of this was unexpected. Right. Like, I, I mean, this kind of like, I, I mean, coronavirus has been around for a couple months, but I think like the sudden impact of this has just thrown everyone for a loop. And and and, and that includes like, I don't know, the, the sports industry. I, I mean, there are a lot of ESPN anchors I never knew about until the last couple of weeks. And yeah, and, and that's the thing. It's like, like, yes, there are, you know, um, you know, plans for, you know, catastrophes and things like that. And then you kind of pivot, you know, to do certain programming. But again, you know how many people in their disaster recovery program had it in had a you know had it in their in their system or had it in the in the book say hey what what do we do if no one can physically come into the studio yeah like, like, like what do we do how do we have sports when we can't have cameramen and producers and directors and anchors and, and things like that probably like you said like nobody probably thought of these things well nobody really thought of these things to to much of an extent you know three weeks ago so it's pretty I'll say it's pretty impressive that a lot of these you know companies and, and networks have been able to pivot so quickly i mean no, like and, and like you see all these anchors are 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 doing their shows from home yeah like people just like hooking up the i the iphone hooking up the ipad you know like hooking up like hooking up the mics and just doing stuff from home like it's 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 really amazing like how yeah, quick it shows you yeah. like the the power of technology and yeah. i think i i think in general we've taken a lot of things for granted before this but i mean technology is just been the ultimate connector of everybody. Like, I, I mean, mm -hmm. without this infrastructure, how are people going to work? How are people going to keep entertained? I, I mean, like, just imagine the pressure that's on on the internet right now. <laughs> yeah, no, like, imagine going through all this and not having the internet. <laughs> not, yeah. Like, no, it's almost like it's almost like electricity. Like, I, I or it's like like hot water. It's it's as important. No, that's what I'm saying. Like the internet is a utility. It's a yeah. basic utility. It's not like you said. It's like having water. It's like having, like you, everyone has to have it. Like you have to have the internet, especially in, in times like these. Because again, I don't know how. Literally, I don't know how people would stay sane if they just had to stay in their house and couldn't do anything for and three, four, cable. five weeks and and watch cable <laughs> and, and watch cable and watch. You know, I mean, there, there's only so much you know empty wrestling, empty arena wrestling I can watch. <laughs> oh, which I haven't watched any of. I it watched a little bit. It, no, it, it's no, and, and like 
I no, I did watch a little bit maybe last week or or a raw. It shows you how dependent, especially wrestling. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure. Like it's obviously important in every sport, but for wrestling, it just seems like almost a necessity having that crowd. Yeah, having a crowd is vital. I mean, like having a crowd react to certain things is vital. Having a crowd is what makes matches. Like when I was yeah. watching, you know, the the thirty eight hours of, of wrestling I've watched this week, you know, like <laughs> just going just going back to old WrestleMania matches. Like some of these matches are like, you know, again using the Dave Meltzer scale. You know, three three and a half star matches, but the crowd makes it a four four and a half star yeah, match. Yeah, was yeah, yeah was the Ultimate Warrior Hulk Hogan a five star match? Right. No, but the Sky Dome was eating it up. Right. So so like yeah, like I was watching I was watching Rock Rock and Rock and Hogan. Oh god, um, no, that was like uh, I'm sorry if we're gonna talk about. No, Rocky, I'm sorry, we'll do it. We'll but do it. it seems like, can you remember? I and I think this is kind of recent because with the Stone Cold Bret Hart. Um, match at WrestleMania. Do you remember a crowd flipping that it, in in a match? Like I, I mean, no one like in a match within the match. Yes, within the match, and 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 it happened before the bell rang, and and I think Hogan, like said, he was shocked because he was always known as the bad guy, but and it was and he didn't even get a cool bad guy ovation. He got a good guy ovation. Right, right. Yeah, he got he got the quote unquote, you know, using the terminology, the face ovation. And Rocky again, Rocky was the heel. You know, uh, the Rock was the heel in this. But before the end of the match, it flipped. The whole thing flipped on its head. And again, it made. And if you look at the pure wrestling of that match, the pure wrestling of the match. I mean, Hogan hasn't put on a really good technical wrestling match in forever, and it wasn't the best wrestling match of, of all time. But the crowd made it an all-time classic, and that's what you know. When you, now we're watching, well, we watch sporting events or wrestling events with no crowd. That's how you see how dependent a lot of sports, especially wrestling, is on having a crowd. Because I mean, like, come on, how awful would that would that game six be against the Bulls if there weren't a crowd? Because if that was an empty game, that would be one of the worst games ever. Because why do you, you why know, do you hate that? <laughs> people have a this history about that season. It's terrible. That team was was so aesthetically bad. That was a, uh, here, here. Well, here, here's the thing. Let me defend that team for a second. Again, they, that game six was an ugly game. It was 79-78. It was, a, it was an ugly. It's a terrible game. But the thing is, like that team. That's not a team. Like when you just look at that team, it's like all right. Like there's no superstars in this team. They don't play basketball necessarily the quote unquote right way. But they were just like, a bunch of young hungry dudes, and it was fun watching them grow. And, that's all. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. And I think it helped that the Sixers had been relevant for a long time. Yeah. And 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 people were kind of feeding for like something to latch on to basketball wise no you're 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 absolutely right so we've been watching those replays and like i said before espn playing wrestlemania's on sundays because they have nothing to show on sundays and by the way shout out for um for uh one of my favorite old old bull, old heads for vince mcmahon for for dipping in and trying to make some dough during this time because oh, no. Yeah. No, because it's like like this was a perv because espn doesn't have that much library no, like, that's yeah. They right, do they own? Right? Yeah. I mean, you could show old AWA stuff, but that's not relevant to the to like like to your twenty three year old kid, right? And the twenty three year old kid, you know, they're not, you know, you know, they don't care about AWA, but they turn on sports radio, they they can you know listen to a plethora of field of sixty fours because I've seen eight thousand brackets um, out there in the la- in the last couple of weeks. I will not uh, spend time talking about that Philadelphia food bracket because that one was trash. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. 
I'm just putting it out there. Well, that was that was 100 trash. Uh, one group, however, that has been busy, that has been still making their way in the news, of course, is the Philadelphia 76ers. We just talked about uh, their their magical run, the amazing run by the Doug Collins team to beat the Bulls that year uh, back in 2011. But the Sixers are in the news because their team owners, who also own the New Jersey Devils, initially planned a 20% decrease in the pay of their salaried workers who make, who make more than $50,000 a year. They also wanted to move to a four-day work week for those employees. And the coaches and front office uh, people were also involved in the group, but their pay cuts were voluntary. Now, let me just ask you just right off the, right off the rip. When you first heard the news, what was your initial reaction? Um, I, I think because I come from a position that I don't hate Josh Harris. I don't hate billionaires. Or, like, I, I mean, they are who they are. Because cause if you're asking me, like, would you like because in times like this, Roy, it's it, it's unnecessary sometimes to actually have to like like downgrade because a lot of people are taking pay cuts. However, the optics of it, i.e., a billion, a, a guy who's worth three billion dollars mm-hmm. asking guys making, I don't know, hundred thousand, hundred twenty-five, sixty, I don't know, to take a pay cut looks terrible. And yeah. but I think this comes back to this this. This will pass the news site. Like, like Josh Harris feels that the bottom line on his income statement will be more definite than two weeks worth of of just complete noise on Twitter. Well, he did. Well, he did. But yeah. then, then the noise, yeah, the noise was a lot more definite. Yeah. Than, no, than and I thought. think like people don't think they're putting like I don't know like risk like risk assessment here. Like they are. They just like they're just saying. We see a, a, a definite savings here. We can't quantify Twitter hate. So they, like, I, I mean, after they got their ba- brains beaten in a, on social media and just the world, they decided to reverse course. And I think, I, I, I think, and once again, not everything is absolute. Like, I don't know. There are, pe- there are companies that are asking their people to take pay cuts. Mm-hmm. Is that a bad thing? Like, I, I mean, like, and a momentary, like, I don't know, like, like cost, like pay reduction. It's not the end of the world, but, but for a billionaire like Josh Harris, who owns a, a, a publicly consumed product that you're trying to get people behind, it's not a good thing. <laughs> and and the thing is, you have, you have, again, I don't want to just put this on Josh Harris. You have multiple billionaires yeah. You know who are owners of this team, and when Josh Harris is worth three billion dollars, and Michael Rubin's worth you know close to two billion dollars or more than a billion dollars, and you're doing a, you're you're making a cost cutting move to save maybe twenty million dollars, twenty five dollars, yeah. it just looks bad because again, you can point to those two guys' bank accounts and say, hey, you guys can cover yeah. this. this. No, is but like, but this is not the concept of boss should not ask his employees to take pay cuts. Say you're like um a franchise owner of a Fuddruckers. Mm-hmm. And, and and like you're saying, guys, I, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't want to lay you off, but we're gonna have to reduce your pay for the next two and a half months by 20%. Right. Like, is that is that ethically wrong? No, 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 no. That like again, situations like that. Yeah, no, I get- once again, like it's the like you need to treat these things it like like with the entire story. Sports owners who are worth billions, not right. millions. Right. Billions right. that can probably stand to lose 10, 20 million dollars 
But I think someone brought it up is I it shows that I don't think these overs are as liquid as as you would as you would make them out to be. You would think that they're worth billions, but hey, anyone losing twenty million dollars that's gonna hurt. So, but 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 on the flip side, you can make that up. And the thing is, again, look, Josh Harris is, you know, you know, he hasn't gotten rich by, again, as we've said on the show before, he hasn't gotten rich by spending money that he doesn't have to yeah. spend. You know, right? So if Josh Harris sees, a, you know, a, a, a more quote unquote out, a way where he can not spend $10 million a month for the next two months or whatever, whatever the number is, if he says, hey, I can save some money on the back end of this, you know, he's going to take it. Yeah. Just like other teams, because, you know, according to the reports, other NBA teams were looking at the Sixers and say, hey, yo, if they get away with this, yo, we're going to try to do it too. Yeah, so, no, no, everyone ask me, what is the difference between Adam Silver asking at-will employee executives to take pay cuts and Josh Harris asking? Well, the difference, well, uh, the Josh Harris, like, Again, there's like, the no, NBA people is, are inclined to to hate anything Josh Harris does or breathe. So right. like he's operating from not a position of strength. So right. people are just looking for and and one the situation probably emphasizes the hate. Like you shouldn't like your last recourse should shouldn't should be draconian measures like that. But it's not like he laid anybody like. And I'm not trying to defend Josh. <laughs> it's just the whole like the outrage, and it's like like. Do people just in general don't want people, bosses to ask people for pay cuts? Or is it billionaires asking like like Elton Brand, who's probably making what? I, I, he's making a decent amount of change. Yeah, so of he's asking someone making 50 grand to take a pay cut. So it's relative. But, but just if you want to just surmise it, he should be willing to take an L here for the mm-hmm. greater good. Yeah, no, I think I I think again I don't want to speak for for angry Twitter, but I I think I think it's really I think it's billion like billionaires asking people who are making sixty grand, seventy grand to take pay cuts because yeah. again because that again but even even with the the Devils and the Sixers combined, it's not again it's not my money, but it's not in the grand scheme of things, it's not a lot of money. People understand, like you said, if you work at you know the the local the local coffee shop, people understand. Hey, I don't want to lay you off, but I have to lay you off. People understand that. But if you're a billionaire, if you're yeah. on the four, if you're on the Forbes 500 list, you're asking people. Okay, to take all right. So, yeah. so, so, so this is the Forbes 500 rule. Yeah. That if you are in the Forbes 500, you should not be asking people to take pay cuts. One hundred percent. And you know what? I can agree with that. But the guy who owns a TGI Fridays, yeah. like, he's gonna have to ask. He's got. He's got. He's got to do it. He's got to. I mean, you know, I hate it, but the game is the game. Like. <laughs> Those like those, those those jobs are not you know you know recession proof you know so yeah. I get it no I I understand it. that's why but no that's why I had the same anger quote unquote anger for the Boston Bruins who did the same thing because they're reducing their salaries of their staff and their owner I forget his name but he he's he's worth three point three billion dollars it's like dude you're in a position not to do this so don't do it yeah no yeah no like if you're in a position to 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 suffer losses. Like, like, cause people want to like, I don't know, like just obviously it's not their money where like people are just so right. willing to just spend $20 million of a billionaire, a billionaire's money, which once again, that's just, just people just hating rich people. But I mean, like, like, <laughs> that's, no, but it, it comes back to like, I don't know, like I would never try to, it's the same people who say, oh yeah, the Warriors should spend beyond the, the luxury tax. They should spend Eight, $280 million in luxury tax. I'm like, are you, would you spend that much money for relative to you? Yeah, no, 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 no. 
No, but um, no, but you're right. And and, and the Sixers again, you know, they they didn't gauge or properly gauge the Twitter backlash, and they prop didn't properly gauge the fact that uh, you know, Joel Embiid and was going to step up and and defray some of these costs. He had offered to pay five hundred grand uh, to those employees who were going to lose salaries uh, during that time. And you know, I think I don't even know if it was twenty four hours after they initially um, announced it, they reversed the course. They resist they they rescinded the cuts. But look, like you said, the NBA is reducing. I mean, the NBA is not you know. They're not run by a billion-dollar guy. But the NBA is cutting salaries. The Calgary Flames, they're not paying part-time workers. Uh, StubHub, they've laid off two-thirds of their staff. So, I mean, like, there are jobs that are going to, you know, there are people who are who are working for sports-related companies who are going to lose their jobs and significant money, you know, as a result of this. And, and, and Roy, I always say the ironic thing is, even with this hatred towards Josh Harris, how many people would boycott the Philadelphia 76ers? Got to vote with your wallet, people. We always yeah, no, say like, like that's why I cannot take these people seriously until they stop tweeting about games. Uh, like I don't know, being part of hives or like I don't know, like having tailgates and Sixers games. I can't take you seriously. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll let you do all that. Just don't buy tickets. Don't buy merchandise. Yeah. No, no, seriously. If you're really, if you're really about it, just don't buy a ticket. No, that's really no. mad. You know, ain't nobody about it. Right. Like if you, if you want to, again, if you want to. Hang out with your friends or whatever. That's fine. I mean, don't watch. Don't buy tickets. And don't buy merchandise. And then, then, then they'll get that message. Like Josh Harris will get the message if you stop going to games. Yeah. No. And and of course, this will fly. Like people will forget about this in twenty one days. One hundred percent. Yeah. People won't remember this. They might forget yeah. about it in six days. Yeah. Yeah. People won't remember this. No. This. This is it. Like it'll. It'll just kind of go away. You know. And then you'll say you'll get your I hate the Sixers out. And you'll kind of you know you'll pat you you'll you'll tuck this away until it happens you know yeah, it'll, no, it'll, happen, it'll happen again you'll 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 tweet something like um completely self-serving like bullying works <laughs> man you were you were fired up this week oh i am fired up like because no and, and you know i'm i'm an action person Roy. Right. and until people get get away from from their ipads or their phones and like actually and actually make some difference with their wallet. Because that's really what, it, and I think a lot of people just don't want to admit that money still makes the world go round. Mm-hmm. That You won't affect change unless you uh, unless you affect people financially. Absolutely right. And and speaking of money making the world go round, we'll talk about that in the next segment because the Eagles spent a bunch of money to make their world go around. How much better or your birds after their free agency moves and not just free agency moves, but their trades as well. We'll talk about that on the other side. You're listening to the Broad Street Line on 106.5 FM, WPPM LP, Philadelphia. Welcome back. Segment number two of the show. It's time to talk some NFL because the NFL is still with us. If yes, nobody a else is with us. Love, a topic that I love discussing. Love nope. discussing. <laughs> no one else is with us. The NFL is still with us. And the, the Eagles are still with us, still making moves in the time of quarantine and chill. We haven't had a show. We didn't have a show last week, so we haven't had a chance to talk, talk about this. But 
The Birds finally show up their secondary. They traded a third and fifth round pick to the Lions for Darius Slay, signed him to a three-year $50 million extension, making him, you know, depending on how you look at it, the highest-paid cornerback in the NFL. The Eagles finally have a shutdown cornerback, sir. The last time since I was 31 years old. I'm almost 40. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I sh- we should not have to go this long, but, I mean, the Flyers went without a goalie for, like, 30 years. Yeah. So, I guess, so, I guess everything's on the table. People – this is not as of much of a slam dunk as I thought it was. I thought people would be praising this, the fact that we actually have a above-average cornerback who, who, who's hopefully good. And But I think a lot of people are, are still wondering whether it doesn't fit in with the, the I guess, the mission statement that Howie Roseman put out before, before the offseason started. So you're talking about the, the whole get younger thing or what? Yeah. Or, or, and trading draft picks, but it's like, but I mean, like, and, and this isn't, oh, the Sixers, the Eagles can't draft, so why? They all, they get, they didn't give up. They gave up one day two pick and a day three pick and got an extension, a team friendly extension for a really good cornerback. I, I personally don't see the problem, but a lot of people are saying that. He's possibly in decline, things like that. So, but I'm going to stick to my guns and say two thumbs up. And, and you know, you mentioned the day two pick and a, and a day three pick. These are day two and day three picks in rounds where they had extra picks. Yeah. In those rounds, so they gave up a third and a fifth. They have other third and fifth round picks. So again, they have other picks in those rounds to make to make a you know to get younger if they want to. And again, you look at Darius Slay, like the numbers are good. You look at you know you, you look at. Most important, or one of the more important things to me is like you kind of look at the reaction of like other players, yes. and other people in the know, and you see people talk about Darius Slay with the good feet work. You see how, <laughs> like he's always in, you know, quote unquote, in another guy's jersey. Yeah. With the way he covers guys, we haven't had that, like you said, since you were thirty-one years old. <laughs> and and doesn't this help all your other guys, who for all intents and purposes are a bunch of guys, and yeah. now you do, you have. Not just a guy who can travel. I'm gonna call Darius Slay the traveler because mm. you ain't got you ain't you haven't had travelers here, no. and that was the problem with put when guys got hurt, like when when your supposed number one quarterback got hurt, where Sidney Jones was having to cover the best receiver. Now Sidney Jones doesn't have like and what I think this was. This is a gots to do something situation for Sydney. <laughs> Not that last year it wasn't, but I think, I, I think, th- and I'm gonna regret doing this. I have faith Uh-oh. that Sydney Jones, but Adam Kaplan, who who has just become like I, I know he was really plugged in, but man, he's really plugged in. Mm-hmm. He said that if Sydney Jones is your starting cornerback week week one, you should be really worried. So I, I have to go mm-hmm. back on that, but I still think he has something. Especially with with Slay being here, so so we'll talk about the, the the secondary as a whole in a second. But at the cornerback spot right now, you, again you have a def- definite number one in Darius Slay. Your number two cornerback right now is probably a battle. The other side is probably a battle between Avante Maddox and Cindy Jones. And the but, but should your number two quarterback bat like that position be a battle? 
Well, it's, it should be a battle between two good guys. Um, <laughs> but, but right now, there's a competition between two not good guys. Yeah, between Avante Maddox, who is whatever you think of Avante Maddox, Cindy Jones, who could barely get on the field uh, last year. Oh, 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 but he had a couple pass breakups against the Giants. Well, yeah, which is key, which yeah. is key. Um, but they did shore up the nickel cornerback position. Um, Mikel Roby Coleman was signed um, to a one-year one year deal um, from, from the Rams. I like him. This is a good solid pickup. This is a good yeah, solid no, pickup. Like, like, Cause when is the last time you could say that the that the secondary wasn't average, was considered a strength of this team? It's been a long time. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's been a it's been a while, but then again, again, now you have Nikel Roby Coleman. He's your he's your uh he's your corner, your third, your slot cornerback guy. Um you brought back uh you brought, brought back Ronnie McLeod. And pairing with Rodney McLeod in the in uh in the in the backfield is either going to be Jalen Mills, who's, who's back, back? Is probably a safety, although he called himself the Swiss Army, the Swiss Army knife of the backfield. So read into that what you wish. And Philadelphia native Will Parks from the Denver Broncos. I don't know much about Will Parks, but as a group, I feel a lot better about this group than I did two weeks ago. Because we I've always said that. That this secondary, dependent on being good, is no. The, on this secondary being good is dependent on the pass rush. But I don't think you can say that about this team. Like I think the secondary will be good regardless. Do you think the secondary is going to be good? Yes. Do you think? I, I, gonna... No, I, I I've read a lot about Parks. He's versatile, and 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 those Denver Bronco D backs are always solid. So I I, I mean like. That gives me comfort, and I mean they still don't have linebackers, but well, we'll talk about that. And we still <laughs> talked about. I think their their one B move was signing Javon Hargrave, not Javon Hargraves, Javon Hargrave. Wait, is J- is Javon not Javon? I thought it was Javon. No, you're probably right. I'm gonna get that wrong. So sorry. Right, so because I think it's J J E V O N, not like Javon Walker. I thought it was Javon. I thought it was J A. Is J now? Now I'm now I'm confused. Oh crap! Now it's I have not, to go back to my notes. It's not Javon Hargreaves. <laughs> Basically, he was meant to be in Philadelphia. One one thousand percent. One that yeah. Nikel Roby Coleman and Javon Hargrave are meant or meant or Javon, excuse me, Hargrave. Yeah, J, yeah, J, yeah. Well, I don't know if it's Javon or Javon, whatever the pronunciation is on that name, but Javon Hargrave, the defensive tackle, the first move uh, that the Eagles made in free agency, a big a big money move. Um, in free agency, had a lot of people worried because they spent a lot of money on Javon Hargrave at a position where you are spending a lot of money on <laughs> Malik Jackson and, and Fletcher Cox. However, again, if you have a solid defensive, if you have a sol- solid, not great, but solid defensive backfield, giving that kind of money to Javon Hargrave, making sure that you're going to get you know you know pressure in the front, that's okay. Like I'm okay with that. Yeah, no, and and one I will never like. Did the Hargrave signing confuse me just a little bit knowing mm-hmm. that Malik Jackson is there? Right. And, but you can never upgrade enough your defensive line. Your mm-hmm. like especially like and, and now I think there are no excuses for, for Jim Schwartz having not having a good defense. Like no. he got he got a guy that was that that was on his team the last time he coached. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of these guys have connections to Jim Schwartz. So the pressure's on Jim Schwartz to have I don't say a top five defense, but a above average turnover forcing defense. And, and um, 
adding to his defense. Again, the Eagles made moves at all three levels, signing linebacker Jatavis Brown from the Chargers. Didn't start much last year. Didn't start at all last year. Uh, mostly, a, mostly a special teams guy, but he did have 22 starts in 43 games with San Diego over the last three years. Again, I don't know a lot about him either, but again, he's a nice body to have. I assume they'll address this in the draft, but they never do. So are we okay with the linebacker situation? Because I'm not. Um, But, like, they obviously care less about linebackers than I do. And which is saying that, like, I I mean, like, it will be Gary, might be TJ Edwards. Like, I'm I'm at this point fine with the defense if they draft us. I I, I mean, they could maybe draft a linebacker in the fourth round. So, I I mean, like, I'm going to hold out. Not even hope because I I can care less about linebackers. If they draft a linebacker in the fourth round, I'll be good. Again, I know they don't play a lot of three linebackers. I mean, I know they they're a quote unquote base four three, but they don't play a lot of three linebacker sets. And I know you only really need two. I'm just concerned that whoever the two that are out there, Nate Gary and you know, like you said, T.J. Edwards or whoever it is, are they good enough? Uh, I don't. I'm not totally convinced. Uh, yeah, I I am. If you're going to ask me a worry that I have about the Philadelphia Eagles, it's on the other side of the ball. So you have a worry about the Eagles on the other side of the ball. I assume it's not running back. I assume it's that position that that one guy is coming back to this year. <laughs> the, because... media, uh, the, uh, the media doesn't like our receivers as much as we do. Quote on, like, so to speak, from Howie Roseman. Yeah, Howie Roseman had a conference call on Thursday, and he said he had a lot of things on his mind. One of those things was about um, Alshon Jeffrey, the quote-unquote elephant in the room. Um, he said about Alshon, basically, Alshon is hungry and eager to come back stronger this year. So uh, if you, you want to believe Howie Roseman on March 26, 2020, it sounds like whenever Alshon Jeffrey is healthy again, it sounds like he has a home with the Philadelphia Eagles. Are you convinced that Alshon's going to be part of the team this year? No, absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Absolutely not. He's hurt. No, they're going to just cut him? They're going to cut him? The CBA passing, that definitely made it. Made, like, I, I really – what Howie's doing is he's not trying to, like, poo on Alshon Jeffrey. So, a team, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, the fact that there's even a rumor from, like, 411 football about, like, a team <laughs> firing this guy is insane. But I mean, it, feed me more Alshon Jeffrey to the Jets rumors, please. He also, Howie Roseman also said that uh, Jay Jaw was injured last year. They, <laughs> what, the entire year? And that he expects a big jump in 2020. So maybe he was just lying about everything. Yeah, no, like, like, people, like, obviously you need to take something out of these things. But man, Howie Roseman has BS people for years. So I'm not going to like take anything he says, like, but I have a hunch and this is not, and, and this is no, no insider information from Adam Kaplan or Schefter. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that they will trade for a wide receiver. Ooh, I like that. I like that. And look, because, yeah, I, I, you can't go into the draft whenever they have it. Please have it when you're going to have it. Cause I don't know how, like if I had to wait a month for the draft, I <laughs> will go nuts. And, no. And- yeah, no, like I, I think because there's some names out there. I saw my my new favorite handle four one one football. Not four one one is a joke in your town football. Uh, 
say that they are interested in Sammy Watkins. I saw, I think it was NFL, that some, no, ESPN, they ranked all the teams after the free agency thing, and they were saying... Wasn't they were a wrestling team or a tag team called a wrestler named 911? There's 911 in ECW, yeah. Okay, all, all right, so so the wrestler known as 411. Because uh, <laughs> no, like, like, I looked, and like, with that Slay contract, they got cap space. So, I, I mean, they have, and that's not even factor in, like, the $10 million you're going to save for cutting out Sean. Yeah, they have $30 million in cap space, according to overthecap.com. Right now, like even yeah. with the slate contract, you're not going to go into the season with $30 million worth of cap room. I just refuse to believe that. No, and then you're, I mean, look, and your rookies are only going to count for six, $7 million. So there's not going to be a lot of that. So, I mean, like a lot of that is going to be, you know, either room for to sign a guy or room to trade for a guy or room to negotiate a guy um, for a guy. And yeah, like I would, I would be surprised if they're done with that wide receiver position. I don't know whether it's going to be a Sammy Watkins thing, but, you know, people are still surprised that Sammy Watkins is still a member of the Chiefs. I'd take Sammy Watkins in the second. Um, at, I, at the price tag of $15 million? That's how much he's making? Yeah. Oh, God, I guess. No, I, I, no but like, <laughs> well, once again, you can just you can trade him, and you're only going to have him because I think this is the last year of his deal. Okay, so that's fine. Yeah. So uh, you basically – and if you're asking me what I'd rather have – Sammy Watkins at one year at 15 instead of Robbie Anderson, who obviously the league doesn't really like because right. like he was out there for a minute and got two and 20 from, I think the Panthers. So I, I, I mean, I like, do I wish they would have made a move? Yes, but I'm coming around towards it ain't over yet. I think, but you do need to make some sort of move before the draft, because if you don't, then you're looking real desperate. Yeah. Looking real, especially in that first round, because that first round is looking real dicey if if you want to get one of the dudes that you want. And, and I think, obviously, the big three. And it, it's not a guarantee that Justin Jefferson's going to be there at 21. Yeah, it's uh, in, the, in the latest mock draft, ESPN's Mel Kuyper has Justin Jefferson at 21. Justin Jefferson's nice, but I don't think if the Eagles had their druthers, I mean, I don't think that he's the, he's the receiver they really want. At 21, like you said, the, the big three, uh, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, uh, C.D. Lamb. Those are the big three guys. They'll probably all be off the board. Oh, yeah. So, so if you really want a wide receiver. Are um, you willing to trade up? Uh, you you got to give me the parameter. Like, what am I trading? Uh, oh, no. Your, your third-round pick to move up five spots. Wait, can they trade that third-round pick? Because that's a, that's, a, oh, that's, a, that's a comp pick, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. No. All right. So your second round pick. Yeah, I'm not doing my second. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah, I, don't, I don't see them trading up. I don't see them trading up this year. No, well, I don't see them trading up in the first round this year. Let me put it like that. Okay. So, yeah. uh, okay. Because you're obviously not going to, you're not going to be able to move up by trading your fourth round pick. No, no. Like you would need to give up that, you would need to give up that second round pick. And for this team, this yeah. team still yeah. has enough holes. And I just, I just, can't imagine drafting two wide receivers and expecting them to say, "Hey guys, be productive." No, no, you're you're 100 right. Like, so I wouldn't be surprised to see to see them go D back this year. Especially again, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about. It, especially since we're now in the post Malcolm Jenkins era for the Philadelphia Eagles. Malcolm Jenkins went down to uh, where he started his career with the Saints. Signed a four year, 32 million dollar deal. <laughs> With New Orleans, a couple of different stories about uh, Jenkins' departure have come out. Uh, John Clark of NBC Sports Philly says that he believes the decision to let Jenkins walk is about changing the dynamic of the locker room, basically saying that, you know, making it 
uh, a new voice, I think, is Carson Wentz's room. Yeah. Yeah. No, and and one, I really believe that that the leadership of this team has been severely overvalued because if this was such a great locker room, then why was all that noise going on? Well, do you think it was because of the lo- this Jenkins thing? Do you think the Jenkins thing specifically was because they wanted new voices in the locker room, or do you think it was no, I think like it, a money I thing? Think it was a potpourri of stuff. Okay. I think it was one, one, I, like one. I think Malcolm could spin it the way he he wants to say, "Oh, he wanted to be here." I don't like. I, I think this was absolutely mutual because once how we kind of screwed up or gave him the no, we're not extending you last. Mm-hmm. I, I have a feeling it was over because yeah. one, these guys are prideful dudes. And it's like, yo, he's going to say, yo, I, I played all these snaps, da, 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 and you're not going to extend me. Like that was for me, the beginning of the end. And like, I, I just think it was mutual. And, and one, I, I think, I mean, I just think that over time you can't disrespect like, in his mind, be disrespected like that and expect him to come back. Right. Yeah. I think, I really think that, you know, like you said, after how we said, you know, you're not going to get more than this one year. The one year left is you have on this contract. Then I think, and you know, and the the article, uh, uh, who Jeff McLean, I think, uh, article um, from the Inquirer, he said basically once Malcolm knew he wasn't getting that year, he's like, look, just let me go. You know, then we'll kind of yeah. go apart, you know, go, you know, go our own ways. And again, I'll, you know, Malcolm Jenkins is making the, the moves that are best in his interest, and Howie Roseman is doing the same for him. So I understand both sides. Yeah, yeah. no, and, and and one like if like. It, it it feels like just hearing Malcolm speak. He always had a soft spot for New Orleans, and 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 it helps that Sean Payton's always said, "Oh, that's one of my biggest regrets." So like like he had a nice little landing spot. And, and it comes back to, would you rather have Darius Slay at, at his price or Malcolm Jenkins? Because you weren't going to have both. No, you can't have both. You can't have both. So and and again, I understand the the Malcolm Jenkins move. That being said, you know I will miss. I'll miss him. I think they'll miss him in the locker room. But you know, if some other players step up yeah. and be that leader that, that, that these guys need, then you know, then maybe they'll be okay. Yeah, because at some point, and and this is what I would like to give Howard credit for is just turning the page. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I mean, because this Eagles team will always be synonymous, like with Jason Peters and guy and Malcolm Jenkins doing the George Clinton dance. Like you just <laughs> need to like just kind of like usher in a new era with some of the same dudes, but have different faces at the forefront. And, right. and one, your quarterback has to be in front of the line. Uh, right. And I think he showed a lot at the end of the season where, like, he showed leadership stuff. Yeah, more, no, he, yeah, yeah. yeah. More, more than he ever did. So that's why you got to get all these people that aren't down with Carson to get him out. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, no, you're 100% right. Um, we got a couple more minutes left. Um, not a lot, not enough time to get into everything. But oh, oh, so so we can't get into the mega deal that um uh, that our favorite um uh, receiver got. We do. He we got, do. Like, he basically got uh, you might not make the team contract. Yeah, we got like a couple minutes left. The biggest signing uh, of the the period, the last two weeks, of course, the one Chris is talking about, the Nelson Aguilar mega <laughs> deal with the Las Vegas Raiders, a one year basically prove it deal for about a million bucks. Um. Does that more make the Raiders? For yeah, he makes for it's it's a million dollars. I mean, like you can almost like even if you're the fourth wide receiver. I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna find a more talented fourth wide receiver for that money. So I think he sticks around. Someone actually said like when he got signed, someone was like, "Oh, three twenty one." Gosh, yeah. Well, that shows you that like the, the like the rumor like like the vibe around the league is he's not good. 
And listen, yeah. because of course people want to say, oh, he's a good guy, he's accountable. That doesn't take away the fact he was not good for long periods of his career. Yeah, no, he was not good, especially the most recent period of his career. <laughs> Uh, which is the most important thing. Uh, again, we got like a minute left, so I can't get into all the deals. But again, DeAndre Hopkins goes to the Cardinals. But the biggest deal, of course, Tom Brady heading south and joining the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Chris, give me like 30 seconds on Tom Brady going to the Bucs. I, I started following the Buccaneers on all social media platforms. By, by the way, it, it might be the only NFL franchise that has less than a million followers. Well, not anymore because not Brady anymore. probably have three million additional ones. Yeah, no, I saw I saw Buccaneers uh, um, season tickets went through the roof. I don't know if people even had them. Um, but yeah, now, now, now they're going crazy. I have to refurbish that shit when it like. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, but we but there's been a lot of NFL news. We'll talk we'll talk more about it next week. Again, we found this little platform. We're gonna we start recording yeah. again here for 106.5 FM WPPM LP Philly Philly Cam Radio. But until then, we are out of here. This was fun. Mr. Domingo, yeah, take us out, please. Have a great weekend, everyone. Stay safe. See you guys. great minds in science, engineering, and technology on how they take the proven and imagine the possible? Today's greatest solutions are created by pioneers who look at problems as challenges and find new ways to apply technology. In Mindset, a new podcast by Lidos, we'll explore the stories behind some of the world's most important work. Listen at lidos.com slash mindset. Interested in hearing from great minds in science, engineering, and technology on how they take the proven and imagine the possible? Today's greatest solutions are created by pioneers who look at problems as challenges and find new ways to apply technology. In Mindset, a new podcast by Lidos, we'll explore the stories behind some of the world's most important work. Listen at lidos.com slash mindset.